Welcome, welcome, welcome to Lilies in the Valley podcast. I'm your host, Sister Miko C. Deal, and you have come in to where your spirit is fed, your direction is led, and the word of God is learned. I'm so glad that you decided to be here with us today. I cannot wait for everything to be revealed in Esther part five and part six. I am releasing today, this Monday, two episodes so that we can really get into the meat of Esther and not only get into the meat of Esther, but let it savor in the favor of God. Amen. The flavor and the savor in the favor of God. Come on, somebody say it with me. The flavor, the savor and the favor of God. So we are flavoring. We're tasting the flavor of the scripture, the meat. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're savoring it. We're meditating on it in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we're finding favor from it in the mighty name of Jesus. So let's get right into it on today. I am so excited. I'm so excited. I am so excited. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you are leading us. You are teaching us. You are growing us. Lord God, we ask you to forgive us of anything that would hinder us from hearing your message, anything that would hinder us from receiving your words, anything that would hinder us from doing as you have asked from the text, from this message, Lord God. Lord God, bless the ears that will hear, the spiritual ears that will hear, the spiritual eyes that will see, the spiritual Lord, the spiritual words that will go forth from the mouths of your children as they talk about what they've learned, as they apply it to their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we bind the enemy. We bind the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. We bind distraction in the mighty name of Jesus. We bind rebellion in the mighty name of Jesus. We bind offense in the mighty name of Jesus. We bind discord in the mighty name of Jesus. We plead the blood over these two episodes, over every episode that has gone forward. We plead the blood over every household of every member that will listen, that the favor, hallelujah, the savor, hallelujah, and the flavor, hallelujah, will not just resonate in their spirit, but anyone that they share it with, anyone that they talk to, anyone that they are praying for, anyone that resonates in their spirit as they hear the words in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, remove us and refill us with your Holy Spirit. Let us decrease and you increase. Lord God, we lay it down. Whatever burden we brought tonight, whatever burden we brought today, whatever burden we brought this morning, whatever burden we brought on any day that we listen, we lay it down right now so that it doesn't hinder what you are doing in our lives. This is not about me, but about you. This is not about us, but about you in the mighty name of Jesus and what you can do through us, to us, and for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And thank God in the mighty matchless name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Well, I'm so glad now that we have taken care of business, let's get into a, a little bit of the text. Amen. And I've got some, uh, some good word for you on today. So I hope that as you listen, you are able to mentally uh, 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 store up these words that you will need and understand what is really going on in the text. Now we left off in Esther part four, hallelujah, we left off in Esther part four, and in Esther part four, we were talking about how Haman went 
into the king to tell him his plot to kill Mordecai. Amen. And show as he was doing so, he had all uh, came in already when actually uh, King Assurus is actually speaking to the eunuch when he had arose that morning and uh, had the book read to him. And now he's realizing what Mordecai did, how Mordecai saved his life. And so as he is speaking to Haman, he's letting Haman know, you know, hey, what would you do for a man that the king delighteth for? What would you say we do for a man that a king really delighted in? And so Haman being arrogant is thinking of himself, you understand? And so he's telling him the king everything that he would want done for himself, not knowing that the king is referring to Mordecai. Come on, somebody. I want you to get that. You see, I want you to get that the people that plot on you, sometimes I'm going to keep it real. You even plot on yourself. You speak negatively about you. You speak negatively about your children. I don't know about you, but I've been guilty. You may say, I'll speak negatively about my children. Yes, you do. You say what they can't do. You say the things that they shouldn't do. You say it in a manner in which it is not uh, mentoring to the child. You say it in a manner that is not mentoring to the husband. When you speak about your spouse, I'm talking about the things that you say negatively about yourself, the thoughts that you think about yourself. Not only do people uh, set you up to fail, sometimes we set ourselves up to fail because we're so used to failure that we have not begun to think in the, the spiritual realm of victory. I want to talk to you today about not only what people say, but what you say about yourself. You see, the text, uh, uh, when we started this here uh, 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 podcast, this episode that deals in Esther, we were, uh, this is actually uh, titled Something's Gotta Give. You see, something's gotta give by the way that you think, by the way that you operate because you are offended. Come on, Lord, talk to me. Uh, you're offended by what people do and what people say when you don't realize that sometimes people are late to the party. They're late getting to the place. They're late understanding who you are and whose you are. And you cannot portray, you cannot linger, you cannot stay in a place where somebody is late to the party. If they late to the party, are you waiting on them? No, because the guest of honor is already there. It's Jesus Christ who lives in you in the mighty name of Jesus. In the text, in the mighty name of Jesus. So the one somebody doesn't say, oh Lord, you know, she said Jesus. Anyway, and I did. <laughs> But Jesus, he knows my heart. Thank you, Lord. Um, in the text, we find that Mordecai has been told to do exactly everything that he said he wanted done for himself for Mordecai. You understand? And to not divinate, you understand, from anything that he said. All of it is supposed to be done for Mordecai. Now we pick up, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, where Mordecai is actually going to decree and declare in the name of the king what is to be done for Mordecai, the one who saved his life. Now remember, Mordecai is the Jew. Haman and Mordecai are having uh, issues, and Mordecai is not going to uh, relent to, to Haman, and Haman is not going to take it well. And as a matter of fact, he's not taking it well. He's already built gallows in which to hang Mordecai. So when he was going into the king, he already had a plot that he was ready to give the king that he's prepared to kill Mordecai and all the Jews. Remember the decree and, dec has the, and the declaration has already gone out to all 127 provinces that King Ashur's rules over to kill all the Jews on a certain day. Literally sips tea. <laughs> Don't you love it? 
<laughs> I literally sipped my tea. Ooh, this is getting good, right? So now, as King Osiris is going out, right? And I'm just looking for it, so just bear with me. There we go. So we're going to go ahead and go into chapter 6 of Esther. And we're going to go ahead and um, start at verse 9. Then let the, this robe and horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that he may array the man whom the king delights to honor. Then the parade, then parade him on horseback through the city square and proclaim before him, thus shall it be done to man whom the king delights to honor. Now this is Haman speaking to King Asherus and telling him what should be done. Then the king responds to Haman, verse 10, hurry, take the robe and the horse as you have suggested and do so for Mordecai the Jew who sits within the king's gates. Leave nothing undone, all that you have spoken. Hmm. Woo, boom, right in back in your face, brother. Now, what does this say? King has told Haman to do exactly what he said. So in verse 11, so Haman took the robe and the horse, arrayed Mordecai, and led him on horseback through the city, and proclaimed before him, thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Afterward, Mordecai went back to the king's gate, but Haman hurried to his house, mourning with his head covered. Now, who's leading Mordecai around for everybody to see, proclaiming that this is the man that the king delights in? Oh, I don't know. You think it was Haman? Yes, it was. And Haman means magnificent chief. Uh, 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 it means magnificent. And it also means the chief minister of King Assurance. Now, one of the things that I really love about God is God does not water down. God does not... Um, steal and make it his own uh, because this is actually the Persian definition of Haman. So I looked for the Hebrew definition of Haman, but the Hebrew definition of Haman really directed you back to the Persian definition of Haman. So you see, God didn't uh, make his own definition. He didn't, you know, find something better. He didn't do, he didn't change things. God left it as it was because he has something he wants you to see. Haman was, was named magnificent. Haman was the uh, 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 chief minister of King Assurance. He was the second in command. The only person above Haman was the king. So you need to understand his high position. It's like, you know, the president and the vice president. Haman was the vice president. Hello, thank you. Somebody need to understand. And so he has the power to do anything that he really wanted to do in the king's name because he's been trusted and appointed to be the second in command. So he's got to be trustworthy. So anything that he says has got to be what needs to be done because I've appointed him because I trust him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But the man that he appointed, the man that he trusts has now been ordered to parade around the man that the king delighteth in. And that is Mordecai, the same man that he set out to kill and has already been built, 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 erected gallows to hang him on. Hmm. 
How many of you know that the person, the people, the situation, the enemy, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities. So some people that are attacking you are attacking you from the emotion of things that the enemy has set before them. You see, when, when, when the word of God speaks, it speaks clearly. You see what I'm saying? When the enemy came upon me to eat up my flesh, he stumbled and he fell. This is an actual event. And when the enemy is coming upon Mordecai and he's going to stumble and fall, let me tell you, let me tell you something. The enemy wants to kill you. The enemy wants to destroy you by any means necessary. He's going to use a spouse. He's going to use a child. He's going to use your friend. He's going to use your coworker. He's going to use the people that are most closest to you at times. And he can even use people you don't know. What I am saying to you is they're being led by the spiritual forces that you wrestle against, not flesh and blood. They're being attacked in their mind to attack you. They're being caught up on arrogance. They're being caught up on the fact that they can't apologize. They're being caught up on the fact that they can't humble themselves. They're being caught up on the fact that they don't listen. Something's got to give. Do you understand what I'm saying? Something's got to give in you, in me, in us, and something's got to give in them. But in order for that to take place, in order for that to, 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 to manifest itself, you have got to listen. A resonating, hallelujah, theme in all of the episodes up to now. I hope you've been listening. I hope you're not so arrogant. I hope you're not so offended. I hope you're not so high and mighty that you can't listen to what thus saith the Lord. You can't remove the person and listen to the message. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I hope that you are not so caught up in the flesh that you can't listen in the spirit. Because you are seeing what's happening with Haman who is caught up in the flesh, who is caught up in arrogance, who is caught up in flesh and blood. But I want you to understand Mordecai is caught up in the spirit. Hallelujah. And who he's going to, who he's going to really worship in spirit and in truth. And it's going to be God, the father. Hallelujah. Not Haman. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, it doesn't matter who he is captive to because in his spirit mind, he is captive to God only. Thank you, Jesus. So we find that in the text, verse 13, still in chapter 6 of Esther, when Haman told his wife Zeresh and all his friends everything that had happened to him, his wise men, his wife Zeresh, said to him, if Mordecai, before whom have begun to fall, is of Jewish descent, you will not prevail against him, but will surely fall before him. I'm going to read it again. When Haman told his wife Zeresh and all his friends, everything had happened that had happened to him. His wise men, his wife said to him, if Mordecai before whom you have begun to fall is of Jewish descent, you will not prevail against him, but will surely fall before him. Now, why do you think that is? Because now he's telling them he didn't have to parade him around. So now that he's got, he's telling them the same people that advised him to hang and kill Mordecai and all the Jews. Now, all of a sudden, they remember who the Jews are. Hmm. Now, all of a sudden, they remember the stories about the Jews and their God. 
Yes, yes, yes. There is a turning point when we surrender uh, our flesh. Maybe God is not ministering to you. He's ministering to me. I always like to teach because of what I learned. So it is a selfish thing that I do. Come on, God. Share it, share it, share it. But maybe, just maybe, you may learn something too today from the Holy Spirit. Not from me, but from the Holy Spirit according to 1 John 4 and 6. Because, see, you can't box with meme. You got to talk to the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm doing what thus saith the Lord. So let's listen to the text. The text says that the wife and the wise men have said to Haman, that he, come on somebody, will not prevail. Why will he not prevail? Because <laughs> uh, 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 he, he is of Jewish descent. If Mordecai, before whom you have begun to fall, is of Jewish descent, you will not prevail. Come on. Now let's think about this. In any time prior to this that we've been reading this text, it is not made mention by Zeresh or anyone in Haman's court or land that the Jewish descent has been held in high regard. It's never talked about it. All it's talked about is killing from Haman now. Come on now. From Haman, his wife, his wise men, his sons, his, his whole situation that he is seeking counsel from has not advised him like they've advised him today. Previously, they advised him to not only kill Mordecai, but to not only erect the gallows, which they were going to hang him, but to kill all the Jews. Now, all of a sudden, after Haman says to them, hey, listen here, I had to parade this joker around. <laughs> you feel me? I got to, I had to parade him all around the city uh, 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 on horseback and, and, and prevail and cry out that this is the man whom the king delights. This is the man whom the king delights. This is the man whom the king delights. Come on, somebody. And then he, he says that Haman went to his own home with his head, head, head hung, hung down, his head hung down. And Mordecai returned to the king's gates to finish what he started, you see, because God says in his word that he has a work that he has begun in you and I, and he will not rest until it has manifested itself. There's something he started that he's going to see all the way through to the end. Something's got to give. You see, something's got to give in your flesh. You have got to overrule the flesh with the spirit. We have got to overcome our flesh. That pushes us in the direction of where we are meant to be in the mighty name of Jesus. When we decide to die to our flesh and rise to the spirit of the living God, worshiping, fasting and praying, lamenting, we'll get to that in the mighty name of Jesus. Now they're saying to him that if Mordecai, because they're not even sure now, when did you when did you not become sure? Because because I tell you, Haman was sure if he's of Jewish descent, you know, he's of Jewish descent. He says you are not going to prevail because you've already begun to fall. Oh, now you remember who the Jews are. 
Now you remember that the Lord will be victorious. Huh? Come on, somebody. Now you remember that, that the fight is God's and not the battle is the Lord and not ours. Now you remember that the Lord fights for his people. You see, now they remember. But see, how is that that they remember and we forget? You forget that God is fighting on your behalf. I don't care if you got an issue with whomever. God will rectify it, resolute it, make bring some resolution, bring peace, or break it off. God will do exactly what he needs to do from who, to whomever, with whatever the situation is, and bring it to a victorious end. Period. Point blank, end of discussion, whether we like it or not. Moving on. In verse, excuse me, in chapter 7, verse 1. So the king and Haman went to dine with Queen Esther. Because what we find in the ending part of chapter 6 is um, they, the eunuchs come to Haman's home while he's speaking with Zeresh and the wise man and comes to take him to the dinner, the, the day two of the banquet with Esther. And so uh, uh, Haman goes ahead and he leaves. So the king and Haman went to dine with Queen Esther, verse 1, chapter 7, verse 2, we start. And on the second day of the banquet of wine, the king again said to Esther, what is your petition, Queen Esther? It shall be granted you. And what is your request? Up to half of the kingdom, it shall be done. Then Esther, Queen Esther answered, if I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request quest for we have been sold my people and I to be destroyed to be killed and to be annihilated had we been sold as male and female slaves I would have held my tongue although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss Verse five, so the king assures answered and said to the queen, Esther, who is he and where is he and who would dare presume in his heart to do such a thing? Verse six, and Esther said, the adversary and the enemy is the wicked Haman. Hmm. So Haman was terrified before the king and the queen. Verse seven, then the king arose in his wrath from the banquet of the wine and went into the palace garden. But Ammon stood before Queen Esther pleading for his life, for he saw that the evil was determined against him by the king. Verse eight, when the king returned from the palace garden to the place of the banquet of wine, Haman had flat fallen across the couch where Esther was. Then the king said, will he also assault the queen while I'm in the house? As the word left the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. How's that? They covered Haman's face. Haman, who had favor with the king, never had favor with God. Woo, somebody. You see, the favor in the flesh cannot hold. It's the favor in the spirit that carries the weight. You, you, you say, I missed out on an opportunity to be a supervisor. I missed out on an opportunity to be a manager. I missed out on an opportunity to have more money. I missed out on an opportunity to, 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 to do more. I missed out on an opportunity to finish college. I missed out on an opportunity to marry this man or this woman. I missed out on an opportunity to do uh, uh, this or that that I wanted to do. What I need you to understand and what I need you to hear is that 
opportunities in the flesh are, are, are not missed opportunities. It is the opportunities in the spirit that matter. The gifts that God gave you, are you using them where you are? Are you using them where he is taking you? Are you using and recognizing them where you are right now? Have you looked and considered where you've been and where God has brought you to today? Have you looked upon your life and gazed upon your journey and realized that where you are today is where you should be? Because he's not finished a work in you. Favor in the flesh means nothing. It's the favor in the spirit. We wrestle against not flesh and blood, but against the principalities in the spirit. When you understand that, you will understand that the opportunity is never going to cease to come as long as you know whose you are, whom you are, and what it is you have been called on to do. And as long as you are attached to God in the spirit realm, meaning you give him time, meaning you give him what you, you give him your all, you give him everything, you lay it down over and over again, you go to him, you seek him and the kingdom of God, and you seek his help, you seek his guidance, you seek his ear, you seek his leading, so that you can do what thus saith the Lord and not what the flesh say, so that you don't fall in the emotion of offense, so that you don't fall and they talk about me, who cares? They talked about Jesus so that you don't fall and we can't be friends because they don't honor this and they don't honor that. They need to honor God in the mighty name of Jesus. And if the purpose of the relationship serves not the spirit, then you need to move on. It doesn't matter about if it don't serve the flesh. Does it serve the purpose of God in the relationship you find yourself in? In the marriage, does it serve the purpose of God? Do when you and your husband link up, it makes hell mad. Do when you and your husband pray, does it make the enemy shatter? When you and your husband pray and cover your children, your finances, your walk, and plan out how you're going to attack the enemy for the kingdom of God, does that further God's mission in your life? When you get linked up with your prayer partners for those, you understand, pray without ceasing. When we are praying to cover the government, when we are praying to, to, to deliver those, when we are praying to heal those, when we are praying to guide those, when we are praying for open heaven's gate for your believers and the ones who have not yet received God to get a light from God so that they can understand that it can be done in the land of the living. It's done in heaven. Whatsoever is done on earth is done in heaven. Whatsoever is done in heaven is done on earth. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your word in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you that you have not forsaken us. We thank you that you have not left us. All the burdens on our shoulders, all the burdens in our flesh, we lay down today. We lay it at your feet in the mighty name of Jesus. And when we get up, we get up with all power in the mighty name of Jesus. We plead the blood over our minds, over our hands, over our feet, over our mouths and ears, over our eyes in the mighty name of Jesus, over our wombs and bellies in the soul of the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we plead the blood over the family members that we've been praying for. We have faith and hope in you, God, that you will see what you have begun in them to the end in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for the deliverance. We thank you for the healing that is going forth right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for the healing restoration that is going forth right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God,
God, we are asking to remove us when we get caught up in our flesh, in our offense. When our tongue goes to offend someone, Lord God, we ask for forgiveness in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we ask you that you change us. And as you change us, you allow us to see the change so that we can do better, think better, be better toward one another in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you. We lift up your name on high because you are so worthy. And Lord God, we thank you as we are touching and agreeing in the mighty name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen and thank God. I am so happy. I'm joyful. You understand? Because these words motivate me. God's words motivate me, motivate me to be better, motivate me to teach, motivate me to believe and pray that you are uh, guided, that you are inspired, that you are gifted, that you see God as and see yourself as God wants you to be seen, that you see yourself as God sees you, that you see yourself as those that love you see you, that you know that in the inner parts of yourself, you are all those things that you have always desired it to be. It may not be the way you wanted it. It may not even come to the fruition that you thought it would come to. But nevertheless, you've got to tell God, thank you for waking up this morning. Thank you for another chance. Thank you for a chance to, 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 to impart in someone else joy, love, uh, honor, hugging and loving and giving them gracious words. If you would like us to lift you up in prayer, please email us at spirituallyundefeated at gmail.com. You can also DM us on our Instagram page where you can be encouraged, where we impart in you as well some joy and some encouragement and some push through through the week at Lily's L-I-L-Y-S in the Valley podcast on Instagram. L-I-L-Y-S Lily's in the Valley podcast on Instagram. Uh, You can DM us there as well. Remember, I told you this is a two-part drop episode. We dropping two episodes today. So I hope you are ready and I hope you are enthralled in God's word because we about to finish this out in the very next episode. You're about to not get one episode of Esther, but two episodes of Esther. You're not about to get one bone, one, one turkey leg, but two turkey legs. Amen. And you're about to get some sides. So like, share, subscribe. Also, would you be so humble as to leave what you think about these episodes? The question is there when you listen on Spotify. Do so. Bye. Love you. Peace.